welcome back to season three of the Lively Podcast. And in episode two, we're going to focus just on the middle of the funnel. Um, we did a, a LinkedIn vote um, just a couple of weeks ago, and it came back that 62% um, said that the middle of the funnel was the biggest challenge. So in this episode, we're just going to break down the main parts of the funnel, key things we're finding that's working at the moment, um, and how to keep on top of um, the middle of the funnel tracking it and making sure that you've got the right currency in place to drive prospects through your funnel. So the middle of the funnel, what is this really made up of? Um, Very often it's seen as just the website or a bit of email, but the reality is the middle of the funnel is more about landing pages versus website, your data capture and what you're giving in currency exchange for that. Email nurturing, and that's very different to the start of the funnel and the end of the funnel for conversion. This is about middle of the funnel nurturing, pre-purchasing thoughts, um, pop-ups and when they should come up, pre-recorded content that replaces sales channels or sales calls, and really thinking about the middle of the funnel as in the behaviour of when people have come back. So for instance a first time visit versus a second time visit versus a returning visit and starting to build up profiles of everyone that comes on the site. Cookie capture, remarketing and actually social media is really more of the middle of the funnel in a nurturing and brand experience way than it really is at the the start of the funnel. And we're going to touch on that in a bit more detail. Customizing the experience is extremely important to improve the middle of the funnel experience. Um, And using tags um, to profile the behavior using platforms such as ActiveCampaign or HubSpot for your um, email marketing um, and CRM. We're also going to touch on the visitor behavior And again, tagging that and making sure that it's tracked all the way through. So let's start with um, landing pages versus websites. Um, Your website has an incredibly important role. It's your brand hub. It's your brand window. It has to hold a lot of content. um, And it's where people will check and verify that, you know, your brand is and doing what it says it does. But it isn't generally there for a conversion piece. That is where the landing pages come in. And the landing pages need to be so specific um, and customised to how someone has come into your brand or your funnel. So if someone has seen a PPC ad and it has a particular line in it, that then should be followed through on your landing page with one very clear call to action. Now, from a PPC or a search perspective, that person is actively looking. They are probably going to engage faster. Therefore, your funnel and your journey from paid and search can actually be shorter than, say, someone coming in from paid social or email where you've sent something outbound and you are interrupting their day. So even changing your link, your landing pages for... Uh, the channel and the source that it's coming on is also a way of um, speeding up and improving your conversion. Now, a landing page should really only have one very clear call to action. We find the most successful pages have a very clear story. We often follow the rules of the brand story, where we're looking at the villain, the solution, social proof, 
currency exchange for um, giving your email, which leads us on nicely to data capture and just having a sign up for a newsletter or just having a sign up for find out more just doesn't cut it anymore. There needs to be that the prospect or the visitor is getting something in exchange, a discount, a how-to, a new piece of insight that isn't available. For instance, on one, on our own funnel, we if it's a, a person that's come through on our digital channels through our, our digital funnel, um, we're offering a 30-minute workshop where in exchange for 30 minutes of your time, we will guarantee three ways in which you can convert more online. So therefore, there is a guarantee of what someone is going to get in exchange for their time. We also have other options where you can download a guide for six ways to convert more online. Um, so these are just examples of how you can exchange currency you really need to, as a brand, give something for free um, and give something of value in exchange for an email. Now, email marketing at the middle of the funnel um, is a different mindset or a, a different style than uh, the start of the funnel or the end of the funnel. The middle of the funnel is more keeping in touch. Did you know? Reconnecting, trying to get them back on the right landing pages, depending on the product and itemizing your emails, your automation, and also the landing pages in which you're sending them to by product or service, depending on what you're offering as a brand. At the moment for live, we're actually just doing it as a campaign. And the campaign then has its own campaign page, which relates just purely to the advert. So there's a visual and story connection before it goes into what the product is that's on offer. And every single flow or every single funnel needs this mapping out. We use an online funnel tool, which allows us to visually map that out. You can also do that in CRM systems, in HubSpot. Um, taking the time to invest in that and getting specialists to help you um, really gives you a very strong return on investment. Email nurturing at the middle of the funnel also includes things like up and coming events, trying to get people back engaged in your brand trying to get people back engaged in new items that are coming out. Um, and also, it's not too early to bring in advocacy elements such as refer friends and um, recommendation programs. Pop-ups are always a hot topic at Live and we're constantly testing and re refining when a pop-up should come up. Ultimately, a pop-up is about an on exit, not on entry. There are too many websites and landing pages where the pop-up is the first thing that comes up before the viewer has even had the chance to read, is this right for me? Am I engaged in this? Is this brand giving me what I need? Um, so our recommendation is always to have your pop-up on exit using tools or it, we even just use pure code to look at the behavior of when the user is looking like they're going to leave a page then the pop-up comes up. Also, pop-ups are not blanket. It's the same as a website. They need to be customised. We will have a different pop-up for every page, a different pop-up for every product, and even different pop-ups for sources. So depending on where someone has come from, their behaviour is going to be different. As we said before, if someone is searching or they've come through PPC, they have intent. They are looking for this or your product. When you are interrupting through social or paid social or email, 
um, there is less of an intent, but there is an emotional connection because you connected with something that has sparked an interest, but they may, may not be ready right now. And that's where the pop-up and the email capture is even more important. But that pop-up experience, the currency, the language, even the visual has to work for the source and the behavior. So we're always thinking about how will this person be behaving? What will they be thinking? Rather than what is the content that you want to say as a brand? Um, it very much has to be the other way around. And let's not forget now that, you know, the main currency is convenience. Are we making it as easy as possible for our customer? Long forms, multiple items to fill out, mandatory fields, asking for phone numbers. These are all ways to reduce the amount of data that you're going to capture and also really put off your potential customers. As people come into the middle of the funnel, um, it's really important to think about, is this their first visit, their second visit, or are they returning multiple times? Um, tagging that through cookies and looking at behavior, tracking it within tools like ActiveCampaign and HubSpot really help. If I'm a visitor that's come back for a second or third time and I'm seeing the same content, we've, you know, we're missing an opportunity it's very easy to build into landing pages and websites um, to check if the, is this a returning visitor. And if so, they need to get different content, personalised, clever and connecting with the emotion of where they've come from. It's very often that if someone comes through the start of the funnel from paid media, visits the site and then follows on social, they're now in the middle of the funnel flywheel. Keep Keep or they're almost keeping an eye on what you're doing online through social, and that one's harder to track. Very often, we'll speak to people and they're like, Oh, you know, we've, we've been watching on social, but they haven't engaged, and that happens all the time. So, don't underestimate the power of social in the middle of the funnel and how important it is that, that the right link or the right post drives people back to that second visit. And that second visit can be really customized. The purpose of the middle of the funnel, in many cases, um, unless it is a person that has got real intent to buy quickly which is quite rare um, unless it's a low level um, ticket item in that it, it can be available for impulse buy most b2b or consumer products um, need seven touch points over 11 hours of content across four different channels um, and that's what we really want to be aiming for and the middle of the funnel is where we do that the purpose of the middle of the funnel is to collect the cookie spark interest and capture their data so that the rest of this phase can reach them through different remarketing adverts, different email campaigns and also social media. Continuing on the visitor behaviour element, tracking how people are behaving in the middle of the funnel is crucial to how you then convert them at the end. So using tools like Hotjar where you're recording how people are using pages once a landing page is up, it really needs to be continually refined. We've currently been working on a few landing pages this week where we've just been tweaking and refining them so much that we're now getting a 45% click-through rate from page one to page two. And that's purely from looking at the behaviour of how people were using it, where they got to, what they were clicking on, what they weren't clicking on. Um, this is an ongoing piece of work. It's not a project that finishes behavior is changing all the time so your content and the way that people and the way that the page is laid out has to change all the time so in summary i think 
the main parts of getting your funnel to convert is customize the experience. So making sure that you are looking at first, second, third visits and that the content is changing, even driving them to different pages. So once you've got someone on a social flywheel, middle of the funnel, change your link so that they're going to the second page of your campaign page. Have it set up that your landing pages can um, understand or recognise when someone's coming for a second time. Make sure your pop-ups are on exit, not on entry, and ensure that you've got a really strong currency exchange for your data capture. Note that social can be the middle of the funnel and that you're nurturing people to come back for their second or third visit. And track everything within your active campaign or HubSpot or equivalent um, software. Use uh, GTM tracking to track every single click and movement within your, your tracking software. And all of these things combined with regular weekly or bi-weekly tweaking will help the middle of the funnel convert so that you're driving through to the then your conversion activity. Also, always make sure that you're splitting up your activity so that it's not just one set of email activations or automations. This is email for the start, email for the middle and email for the end. Messaging, the behaviour, the emotion, the sentiment all has to be very different. So I hope that's cleared up a few things on middle of the funnel. If there are any questions or looking at specific questions in how to convert more online, please do just book in a 30 minute workshop with us um, via the live consultancy website. Thanks for listening. Please do subscribe to the Lively podcast so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. And we hope that you are converting more and more online.